Hello, um, and to be honest with you, I'm still trying to process the whole AEW Impact Wrestling, Impact Wrestling AEW partnership that's happening and roll on next week. But hey, this is episode 8. If you want to hear my thoughts on the whole partnership, listen back to episode 7. But I'm going to give you my reactions to this week's episode, the December 1st edition of Impact Wrestling. And wow, there's a lot of stuff to get into, and quite a lot of things that make quite a lot of sense. Welcome to Impact Oversell. Welcome to Impact. Oversell! Here is your host, Chefcat, aka Chef. Oh, I thought my internet troubles were over, but no, so it was quite a lot of fun watching this week's episode using my mobile hotspot. Darn you, buffering. Although, bizarrely, I had a better experience watching it on the free sports player instead of um, on the Impact Plus app. Anywho! The show kicked off, Motor City Machine Guns, Triple XL, and to be honest, all I was thinking was I really want to see AC Romero against Luke Gallows. I just really enjoyed the matchup between Luke Gallows and Madman Fulton a while ago. So AC Romero, Luke Gallows, I think that would be pretty cool. Will we see it hard to kill? I don't think so, but you never know. Anything can happen in pro wrestling. Literally, people get shot and they quite rightly want revenge. Anyway, jumping ahead a bit. But I was thinking, speaking of the whole Johnny Bravo thing, shouldn't Larry D be in jail right now? <laughs> Good point, Madison Rain. And apparently Josh Matthews had no idea that Larry D had an alter ego of Lawrence D. I take it he didn't watch Russell House or something. Anyway, I really liked how Triple XL were overpowering Mona City Machine Guns easily in the matchup. None of the stuff we see from time to time where the big guys are on the apron and they get knocked down by one clothesline, you know, and that's it, sort of game over, and then they quite easily get taken down. Triple XL ran into one another into the end as Sabre moved out of the way and I honestly thought they were going to get the win if Larry D landed the splash off the top rope but no, the bigger picture seems to be here building up towards Modern City Machine Guns going against um, the Good Brothers to get their tag team titles back and so in the end the Modern City Machine Guns got the win. Um, there was a double suplex on Ace Romero during the matchup as well, which and I like the fact that it's they, they emphasise it. Oh, that's impressive to do that on a big guy. Like again, I just don't like it when big guys don't wrestle as big guys or sell the, the damage they're taking as a big guy. Um, yeah, so it wasn't an easy win for the Murray's Machine Guns. It was quite backwards and forwards. This is what I liked about the matchup. Triple XL sh- definitely shouldn't be treated as a team who it's easy to get a, a win over them. And so yeah, it was a fun match. I liked it. That gets the thumbs up from me. Next up is going to be the North for them, and then the Good Brothers, it seems to be. Let's see how that all plays out. Scott Demon was waiting for Ken Shamrock and, and Sammy Callahan at the entrance. Immediately, Ken Shamrock was suspended for 30 days. I quite like that. The, 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 Sammy Callahan did a lot of damage last week to Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is recovering from home. Perfect. It's an injury. He's not going to show up like a superhero. And I, I liked how this played out. Ken Shamrock was backing down because Scott Timor had the pen and paper. He's a management guy in charge. He could easily lay down security. Sammy talks him to go away for a vacation. Sammy stating to Scott that basically he's lucky. He's in a good mood tonight. So shoved Scott Timor out of the way. So Ken Shamrock's gone on a massive beat him up parade. Uh, as soon as he comes back, like Streets of Rage 4 or something, he'll just be plowing through people, I imagine. After that, we head to Tommy Dreamer, who says he's a, he's a police officer. And I just like the fact that Johnny Barrow's going straight up to Larry T. <laughs> I was like, you killed me, you should be in prison, but Larry D, do yourself no favours here. Um, just choking Johnny Bravo against the wall. Larry D is basically stating he's set up. Is that true? Is that not true? I guess we'll find out. 
Tommy Dreamer says we're going to take you downtown to the authorities. Like, did he really mean actually taking him to a police station? Because that is what should happen. Um, and he just knocks out Tommy Dreamer. Johnny Bravo comes back into the picture and does the whole no thing. Completely not natural and totally forced. And yeah, it, it, it is what it is. I didn't actually see Larry D uh, or Lawrence um, be the one who shot Johnny Bravo. Now, is he set up? Are they going to carry this on? I, I guess, but it's not obviously going to be the biggest storyline going forward in Impact. Also, Scott D. Moore, you don't want to stop Larry D from entering the building. He didn't really like Johnny Bravo, did he? But still, but you want to stop the guy entering the building who tried to kill someone, but you want to stop Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. He also did, did do damage, but hmm, there's, there's, a, there's a scale there. Anywho, the Women's Knockouts Tag Team Tournament continues as Renee Michelle with Killer Kelly take on Havoc and Nevaeh. Havoc and Nevaeh, no. <laughs> no, 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 they didn't take on Havoc and Nevaeh. They took on Jordan Grace and Jazz. Um, and in the end, Jordan Grace and, and Jazz got the win and they're proceeding forward in the tournament in, in quite a fun match. Um, I'm not familiar that much to go into the Killer Kelly, Renee Michelle, even Jazz. I feel like I should know more about Jazz, but I don't see these two winning the whole tournament. Um... I'm still hoping that it's going to be either... Well, personally, I just want Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie to, to win the tournament. Maybe that's just the Rosemary fan in me just just coming out and overriding all the other thoughts. But yeah, we've got the two progressing for now uh, and we'll see how the tournament continues. And it, it, but so far, how the tournament's been going along, it seems to be a legit tournament. And let's get a clean finish because the first ever knockouts championship match way back at, what was it, Bound for Glory 2010, Gail Kim won. No shenanigans. This is the second time the women's knockout championships are, are making a return. So they're sort of effectively new titles again. Let's have a clean tournament. That'll be great. Yeah, that's really what I'm hoping for. And so far, I'm liking what I've seen so far in this tournament. Ethan Page. Dearie, oh dearie me. I was paying close attention in this next segment to Josh Alexander in the back. Ethan Page is angry that he's lost his swaggle. He thinks management is screwing with him. He thinks that matchmakers are screwing with him. And he admits he took out Luke Gallows. And he's setting up a match for himself against Luke Gallows. Sorry, against Carl Anderson at Final Resolution. And if he wins, the North get a tag team title rematch. Which, shouldn't they get automatically anyway? As an automatic rematch clause? I think... Ethan kind of referenced that but Josh Alexander in the background he is not impressed with Ethan Page at all he's just completely silent in the back shaking his head not pleased with Ethan Page and yeah Ethan Page is is just laser focused on Carl Anderson and the Good Brothers he lays out the challenge to Carl Anderson I'm intrigued to hearing from Carl Anderson more though Sticking backstage, the next segment, Alicia was going after Sammy Callahan. I'm like, yes, this just makes sense. You've taken out her husband, Sammy Callahan. And she was just totally blowing off Caleb with a cane to Neil Dashwood. And I love the fact that they came in afterwards after Alicia attacked Sammy Callahan and security got involved. Um, and Tyrion sort of just like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you later on and we'll follow this up. I just like the theme of the show where there's a logical follow-up with, with involved parties. You've got Alicia. Um, getting involved with Sammy Callahan because obviously Eddie Edwards is her husband. You've got Scott D. Moore boosting out Ken, Ken Shamrock because of what he's done. You've got Johnny Bravo seeking revenge on Larry D because he's the guy who shot him. L- nice stories there playing out throughout the episode I'd like. Speaking of which, they'd go, they'd go one further as well. We had Cody Dina going on one-on-one with Johnny Swinger, but Eric Young and Joe Doring interfered. 
And again, Eric Young was driving home the points from his lines from the train that the war doesn't belong to them, it belongs to us. Now, I was with Josh Matthews on this that I used to think that whole line was about, yeah, it belongs to Impact. He's clearly referring to something else down the line. We're beginning to see that. Now, how does this tie in, if at all, with anything uh, to do with the All Elite Wrestling Partnership? Who else? Could there be people from the AEW roster that Eric Young is referring to? I mean, who knows? I mean, that would be great. Is there an even bigger picture here with that? Is this hinting towards a crossover and then it's going to be a faction in Impact of AEW and Impact stars? That's, that's going to be really interesting to see. I'm really looking forward to seeing if anything like that will happen. The point about um, Cody Dina, he, he was really annoyed that this happened and we find out that um, Eric Young was because he considered him his friend. He drove him to his first day of wrestling school um, and considered him family. Now he's been treated like a nobody. And next week he's going to prove to Eric Young that he isn't a nobody. There might just be interference next week with, with Joe Durring getting involved and just like beating up Cody Dinner. But yeah, I like that. There's a, a backstory that has come out which just adds that little extra element to what just happened in the ring. Now, prior to this, sorry, I got slightly ahead of myself. We had Gianna Perrazzo and Kimberly going up to James Mitchell, asking if um, how he's getting along with taking care of the Susie problem. Later on, she does go down to the ring, and I take it Sue Young doesn't watch. She's not someone who watches the monitor in the back, <laughs> clearly. Um, as uh, she came out, James Mitchell immediately came out afterwards, stating that Sue Young has been nothing but a thorn in his side for too long, and she's going to pay for her sins. And then. We get sort of cinematic music, but it's actually playing in the in the studio. The bridesmaids have made a return, and they've somehow shifted against Sue Young. I don't know how that happened, but James Mitchell has clearly got control over them. They make their way down to the ring, and temporarily, Diana Parasso and Sue Young battle it out. Sue was looking to spray the mist, but Diana ended up choking Sue before she could. Lanza Cosi Notra, Gotch Power Driver, to lay out Sue Young, and the bridesmaid basically takes Sue Young up the ramp and backstage. And who knows what's going to happen next. Now, we saw on last week's episode brilliant editing with Sue Young and Susie as two separate people. I think there's more to play with that. They may have Sue Young, but then Susie would just be a completely separate person, separate entity. Maybe there'll be a match between the two of them against Diana and Kimberly. Obviously, it'll be edited. Um, but yeah, I really loved it when there were two separate people last week and, and Susie just has a look of fear, which is like, I'm sorry about what's going to happen. Yeah, there's there's more to this that's going to play out. I mean, it's 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 weird. It's, it's what Impact does from time to time. I'm just intrigued to see where, it, where it's going to go next. But I just I can't figure out how um how the bridesmaids are suddenly bridesmaids have suddenly turned on Susie. Sue Young, sorry. I'm overthinking it, but I don't care. I tend to do that sometimes in wrestling. Moose Cam makes a return. You know when you get that camera angle, Moose is on his way. Chris Bay gets ahead of himself and he thinks that Moose wants him to grant the first title shot when Chris Bay becomes an Impact World Champion. Moose, I love it. He shuts down Chris Bay. I don't finesse, I hurt. Real power isn't given, it is taken. And whenever he chooses, he will take the title from him. And I believe him. This is Moose 2.0. He just completely shut down Chris Bay in this segment. Gia Millet was ready to interview the TVs behind her or something. Because <laughs> she gets interrupted um, by Carl Anderson, who is basically accepting the match. 
the challenge that Ethan Page laid out earlier on in the show. And he said normally he wouldn't accept it, but he's as they've already won the titles, but he's going to accept the matchup for what he did to Luke Gallows. That should definitely be a fun match next week. Step more to the line though with what Carl Anderson said. He said, "I've got a lot of friends too. I'll see you there." Again, am I now reading too much into this? Is this again alluding to something to do something with AEW? Has he got friends on the other side? Rohit Raju was up next, taking on Crazy Steve for the Exhibition Championship. I liked how Crazy Steve was chanting his inner Rosemary as he got up the canvas at one point in the matchup, and he was actually really close to winning the matchup at one point when he had the Rohit in a submission hold. Um, he looked quite strong in this matchup, Crazy Steve did. Sort of reminded me what he can do as Crazy Steve. Bit of a mess getting towards his matchup with last week's episode where he was in the, dressed up as Suicide. And we've got TJP getting involved as well. But Rohit got a win by um, holding the second rope as he got the, the pinfall on him. He's continuing to do his sneaky ways of retaining the Exhibition Championship. I enjoyed the matchup itself. It gets a thumbs up from me but as long as it went. Again, it was a nice back and forth matchup. And it was nice to see Crazy Steve being the wrestler Crazy Steve. Now, things that I do not like at the moment includes this whole thing with the money storyline. Just, just at least, at least, at least someone is finally talking about spending the money, this water cash that was Hernandez's. Let's just quickly get through this. Um, Falabar comes up to Kiara Hook and Natasha Steeles. They pretend they don't have the money. They basically fool Falabar again, said they'll give him the money next week. And they were surprised to learn that Falabar had Twitter and he reshared the video online of them actually having the money last week. And Johnny Swinger was just being Johnny Swinger. Moving on, uh, we're sticking backstage and Crazy Steve, <laughs> I liked his mind, he had no idea that blind referees had also been hired in Impact. The most professional idiot, Brian Myers, returns. Hey, he's a heel, you should get that sort of reaction. There's a challenge being laid down again, and it's going to happen next week. Bring it on, TJP versus Brian Myers. Again, this is something else that has been bubbling up in the background with various backstage segments, and now it's coming to fruition. And we get to the main event, Chris Bay versus Willie Mack. Now, Chris Bay was working in Willie Mack's knee throughout the matchup, and for me once, I actually thought Chris Bay would actually get the win in this matchup, especially based, especially because of the the confrontation. Get my words out. Um, he had with Moose earlier on in the show, but in the end, Willie Mack just sort of caught Chris Bay's boot, punches him. And lands a stunner to get the win. I, I thought we'd get Chris Bay to get the win. But uh, straight after this, Moose hits a spear on Willie Mack. Then Rich Swan gets involved. And Moose and him and Moose battle temporarily. Moose 2.0 is then outside the ring. Because he's got taken out of the ring by Rich Swan, Just smiling away. And Chris Bay lands the art of finesse. And picks up the Impact World title. Now there are a lot of people in play for the world title picture here. It could end up being a four-way. You could easily see that happening. We've got the All Elite Partnership happening. The AEW Champion Kenny Omega is appearing on next week's show. And I've rather heard online that the episodes have already been filmed. It's going to be a post-edit or they're going to film something and insert that into the show. Yeah, I I, I, I personally don't want to see um, the AEW Champion going and targeting Rich Swan straight away. He's got enough on his plate already. There's clearly a lot of people gunning for his title, which I do like. 
overall this show for impact is it's just a, it's an easy watch impact is even if i'm watching it buffering on a on a mobile data hotspot but yeah it's an interesting it's a it's a good watch impact is i enjoyed this week's episode it gets a thumbs up from me and as always, it recently, as it seems to be the case, I'm looking forward to next week, but more so now, especially with the whole All Elite Wrestling and Impact Wrestling partnership. Let's see where this takes us next week. So we've got Josh Alexander and Chris Saban going one-on-one next week. Maybe Chris Saban will get the win. That's least, well, well, actually, let's do it. Let's go for predictions. I think Chris Saban will get the win in that matchup. We've also got the Women's Knockout Tag Team title tournament continuing as Diona and Kimberly take on Tyra and Rosemary. I am rooting for Tyra and Rosemary. Diana is the Impact Knock- Women's Impact Knockouts champion, but come on, Ty and Rosemary, I want them to win this matchup. Um, and we've got Brian Myers against TJP, as well as Cody Dina going one on one with Eric Young. He could easily be outnumbered. Maybe the matchup won't even finish. We won't get a clean finish, and Cody Dina and cousin Jake get beat down by Eric Young, Joe Dering, and perhaps some other people. And perhaps Brian Myers wins his matchup against TJP, courtesy of some shenanigans going on. We've got that alone, and then we've got the whole All Elite Wrestling and Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega appearing on the show. Definitely looking forward to next week. If you haven't already, folks, please do subscribe to where you get Impact Over So, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on YouTube, give a like, uh, leave a comment, please do subscribe. I appreciate your time. I thank you very much for tuning in. Follow at Impact Oversell on Twitter. Email feedback at impactoversell.com. Twitter on the email is how you can get in contact with me directly as well. Thank you so much for listening. And yes, roll on next week. Stay safe and have a groovy day. <laughs>